What's up, people? <laughs> Welcome to episode four of the podcast. We sat down with the Mears brothers, Sean, and I feel like we had a really good talk about the state of the athletic programs at his high school. We had a really good talk about football, and we touched on wrestling a bit. Sean spends his time in the gym and at his desk, playing video games. But he's also a highly motivated, disciplined high school football and wrestling athlete. He has no idea what the hell he wants to do with his life, but hey, he's only 16, so it's fine. He's got plenty of time to figure it out. We'd already been talking for a moment before the podcast, so it starts in the middle of a conversation, but you'll figure it out. All right. Music. I just I had a really hard time during football because they're just like, oh, just get past the guy. I'm like, how the fuck do I do that? Yeah. And like, oh, just just put your arm on him. It's just like, uh, what? Th- right. That doesn't work. So <laughs> right. So when they, okay. So we were talking about how it impacts the players uh, of the team when you change coaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, you play football. Yeah. Okay. So student athlete. We already have. So, like, here's the thing. We already have a really bad team environment. Yeah. Like, Why is that? Why do you have a bad team environment? Uh, immature and, like, there's a lack of coaching. Mm-hmm. So, like, if someone's talking shit, everyone is just immature and everyone talks shit. And it's just... Right. It's, you just feed off each other. It's childish. And, like, I was, like, the new kid last year, so I didn't have to be... I didn't want to have to be the one that'd be like, hey, like... like Get shit together. Yeah, because, like, no one had their shit together. So right. I'm like, okay, well, like, I'm the new kid. I don't just have to force everyone to get their shit together. Like, whereas, like, there was no there was no really sense of leadership. And if there was, it was really weak. And our coaches weren't any better at doing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had a couple coaches who were, like, like the varsity D, like, D-line coach. I learned more from him in a day than I learned an entire scene with the JV coaches. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And it's just, like, it's annoying. And... Like so, you, you mentioned that there's a, a lot of a lack of, of leadership, mm-hmm. and you mentioned that you felt like because you were new, that that's important that you shouldn't be the leader. Yeah, so like our quarterback what, talked the most shit. Yeah, I cannot emphasize this. Like it doesn't matter what you did, shit talk, and it was really bad because everybody would join him because it's weird. It's like I don't even know how to describe. It's kind of like an effect. Like, when everyone's around him, they just kind of turn to beta males. It's just annoying. Yeah. <laughs> so he's almost kind of like the, the leader. He's like a leader. But he's leading you in the wrong direction. Yeah, but I yeah. wouldn't say he's necessarily a leader. I'd just say he has the loudest voice. Mm. And because he has the loudest voice... He brings his, his, the energy. It's like talking a lot of wins and arguments. Right. He's one of those people. Yeah. Well, he brings the energy. He has this, this that, uh, the confidence yeah. about him, even though what he's saying might be completely Which confidence ridiculous. is a part of leadership, though. It is. I think that's an important thing to like acknowledge that, but at the same time... Just because you're confident, that doesn't mean you know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. Just look at us and some of our other podcasts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, I don't know. It's like, if it was, like, wrestling season, or, like, if it was, like, when wrestling with someone like that, I'd just tell them to go start running. Like, like you're going to talk shit? Okay, we don't do that. It's a team environment. Go outside and go run, like, four miles. Like, but that's not how it is in football. It's just, and, like, the coaches don't help. Yeah. So it's just a completely different environment between wrestling and then football, and it's at the Mind you, it's at the same school. Yeah. But it's just a difference in leadership, and that shows how powerful that could be, is having a right guide to really show you, no, get your yeah. shit together. And then there's just the 
Dumbasses. Yeah, and it's weird because wrestling is an individual sport, but yeah, I feel more like a team on wrestling than I did on football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so what do you think? What do you think it would take for? So okay, so it sounds like you, the team doesn't really have any glue. Yeah. Right. So what do you think it would take? To, well, to bring everyone together. There's a lot we need to bring together. So number one, we need a clear, defined leader, and someone whose mind's in the right place. Mm-hmm. Like. I sh- I was new last year. Next year, I'll probably st- I'll probably take more steps to being that person if I have to. But I don't want to have to be that person because it's literally my second year, right? Right. And it's like my second year ever playing football. And she's like, okay, I want to learn. I don't want to have to be the one to take charge. I'm here to learn not to take charge, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, so especially like, if it's only your second year. Yeah, so I want... Well, here's what we need. We need someone... We need a coach who actually, like, doesn't get our, like, our fucking players injured during practice. Because, like, that we need that. We need a coach who knows what they're doing. We need a quarterback who can guide our team. Because, like, a quarterback should almost be like an assistant coach. They should know the ins and outs of every single play. They should tell you exactly where each person needs to be, how fast they need to be running, everything for each play. So we need that. And then, for the love of God, we need some proper fucking training. I cannot emphasize <laughs> this. Why is it that we're football players and we do bicep curls every single fucking workout? Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, I don't know if you notice this, you don't use biceps in football ever. Mm-hmm. Right. But yet, the way we're being coached is, say, we go squat a little, biceps. Right. Hit your biceps. Yeah. Hit your shoulders. You use shoulders more, a lot more than you biceps, but what we really use is our chest mm-hmm. and our ass. That's what football players right. need. We need our legs and we need our chest. Mm-hmm. We don't need biceps. Right. But right. yet, that's what we work on. So have you ever talked to your coach about why he does the things the way he does? None. So, the coaches, so, as I was saying earlier, like, the varsity DN coach, like, the varsity D-line coach, Yeah, that's the coach I'm by far the closest to. He's the reason I started playing football. He's the only coach I really talk to. But he also happens to be, in my opinion, the best coach. The other coaches, most of them, like, I never really, quite, like, this is back when I had, like, a more of a lack of training of knowledge, like, of, like, how we're supposed to be training, mm-hmm. so that they said, hey, do bicep curls? Like, okay, I'll trust you. Yeah. But as my, like, because, like, this year I've learned a lot more about training. As my, like, my mind has been broadened, I'm, like, realizing, like, that's fucking retarded. So, where did you learn? I learned from a professional powerlifter and personal trainer that's trained Olympians. Oh, wow. Okay. Where'd you find him? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, where'd you learn that? Oh, I learned from someone trained Olympians. Oh, shit. Okay. (laughs) No, I'm, this is just a legitimate question. Yeah, um, so, one of our close family friends, the Rambos, so they started bringing me with him. Because, like, they noticed I was doing the training and stuff, and I, like, wanted to, like, step it up. And, like, he's the one who's been telling me how I need to be dieting to put on the most amount of muscle. Mm. And, like, also he's helped me with my aesthetic goals. Mm. But, like, before I get to my aesthetic goals, I have to have enough muscle first. So and strength and all that stuff. Yeah, like, my deadlift has shot up, like, 45 pounds. It's crazy. Like, like I'm a 405 deadlift. Yeah. Now my bench shot up 40 pounds. My squat... I haven't been squatting right in a while. Yeah. But, like, my squat's been getting better. That's good. Yeah. So, something that I want to point out. My brother, I would say, he's definitely in better shape than most people I know. Yeah. He's in really good shape. He's very healthy, strong. Um, He wasn't always like that. (laughs) He's called Fat Boy when we were younger. And you look at him now, and he's easily one of the most dedicated and pretty disciplined people when it comes to working out. And I was, where did that come from? What made you want to do that? Well, it was after years of just, like, like, just, like, almost, like, a mental torment against myself. Yeah. 
And eventually just got to the point. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm done. You were just tired of being the fat boy. Right, so you yeah. stopped complaining and you started doing something. I yeah. shut my mouth up and what I did was for 30 days, I did what I call keto. Realistically, I developed an eating disorder. In yeah. hindsight, that's what I did. Mm-hmm. But it's okay. You lost You'll, the weight. You live and you learn. Right. But. And so what did your, um, so you're what, 6'5"? No. I'm 6'2". No. I'm 6'3". Six six He's 6'2". <laughs> Bit of an overestimation. Uh, okay. So you're 6'2". You're what did your health look like then versus now? Like after like the eating disorder stuff? Well, before. Like, so when you were bigger. Okay, I was yeah. probably 200 pounds, probably 35% body fat. I had like a dad bod going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can see me. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, even if I flex myself, I can suck as much as I can. Yeah. You can and still how see tall? Me. How tall were you then? Because you were I was, I was. I was about maybe six one and a half. I'm not much taller now. Okay. Between yeah, because you were six foot by the time you were in eighth grade. Yeah, I That's I've crazy. grown maybe two inches in sixth grade. Yeah. Eighth grade. But um, like my health back then was not good. I was thirty five percent body fat, but I could still like run like eight minute miles. That was just because wrestling. Yeah. Like, cause I, I, cause I came fresh out of wrestling season, but I sprained my ankle, like, in January. And after I sprained my ankle, I looked at myself, I'm like, okay, it's time to change this. Yeah. You know, eight minutes is pretty slow, actually, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. But, like, compared to my freshman year, okay, so my freshman year, I actually ran a 10-minute mile. Okay. And then by well, the end Well, okay, right, so we should, we should clarify. So then for you, like, that, too that, that, that was out. your... It was, it that was, was where you were at. Like, you were in the 10-minute range. Like, that was your best. And then you, what you did is you cut it down to eight minutes. Yeah. Right. Okay. Freshman year, I actually ran a 6.30 mm-hmm. at the end of wrestling season. And sophomore year, I ran, like, a 7.14. That's good. Yeah. But, like, as I was saying, it's just... I, know, I had a tough time just, like, living, <laughs> almost. Yeah. Just because, right. like, like, looking at myself every day, it was just frustrating. Yeah. I was like, all right, you know what? So you changed that Fuck image. Fuck it. Well, yeah. that's what I was going to say is there's people are talk, 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 and it's a matter of doing. And then the thing is you did it, right? You were like, oh, you know what? I'm sick of this shit. And then you... So you said, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna do something about yeah, that. Yeah, and you figure it. out what worked. You figure out what didn't work, trial and error, and now you're definitely in hella good shape. You should see this dude's back. Oh, yeah. Very big. <laughs> it's so broad. How much, do you, how much do you weigh now? I'm 205 now, 22% body fat. Okay, so that's a big difference. That means that this boy is, he weighs probably more than he did before he started getting in shape, but now it's all muscle. Not all muscle. Working Just my way a lot now. of muscle. I'm working my way. A lot way, more muscle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm working my way to 205, 15%. Mm-hmm. That's aesthetically about where I want to be. Yeah. And for like athlete wise, like that's where I got, that's like. That's where I should be because fifteen percent is where you athletically perform like the best. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. No, that's really that's really good. Um, it, so. Football, you guys don't have the best coaches. No, no. Uh, but you said you feel like there's much more, a much better sense of community in the wrestling team. Yeah. Uh, what do you feel brings that about? Well, first thing is like you know how we were talking about people talk and not always do. Yeah. All right. Any wrestler is always a do. Mm-hmm. So, like, as soon as we get into there, no one's really talking. Everyone's just doing. They're doers, yeah. So it's already a different mindset. Mm-hmm. And then our co- it's a very different coaching environment. Football, it's like, hey, like, that sucked. Right. I'm not going to tell you how to get better. Right. But it just sucked. Yeah. Wrestling, it's all like, like, our coach is fucking screaming at us, like, do it, you fucking pussies! Yeah. And it's like, screaming at us to go harder. And it's just... 
And he's like, and he's showing us the technique, and he knows what we should know. So he's screaming, it's like, you fucking know what to do, fucking do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, it's... So you like, and you think it's, do you think it's more beneficial when, like, you kind of have to be a little aggressive, and you kind of have to be like, no, you're fucking doing it wrong. Let me not sugarcoat this shit. Let me show you how to do it. Yeah, weird. That's called getting coached. You're right. I you agree should be with getting you. coached. I know, I agree with you, but I know me and you have kind of talked about this, and people don't really like that. Mm-hmm. It's annoying. It's stupid. Yeah, just like football, like... They also kind of run it like a child's program. They look mm. for natural talent compared mm. to over-teaching it. As we said earlier, I was very fat most of my life. Mm. I have no natural talent. Mm. All my natural, all like my athletic ability, I have to learn and I have to fight for. Mm-hmm. Which is why I struggle so much also. Right. So do you feel like that that's something that's really holding back a lot of these programs? The fact that they're, they're looking for someone who's got it when in reality nobody's got it? Yeah. Not really because... There's some people that got it. Well... But, okay, if, if you cultivate a, a high-level athlete, if you create a high-level athlete, mm-hmm. you know, and you see someone who's maybe got it when they're younger, but you don't, you know, turn them... Okay, so, like, maybe you could have it... I guess what I'm trying to say is, if you only look at the kids who have it when they're younger, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to have it... When they're older. When they're older. Yeah. And, but you can always make someone who doesn't necessarily have it when they're younger into someone who's got it when they're older. Yeah. Right? So yeah. do you, I guess the question would be, do you feel like they should be focusing more on creating athletes than finding them? 100%. It's high school. It's not college. It's yeah. not the NFL. Yeah. We're not looking for the best athletes. How about we create the best athletes? We're here. And it's annoying because like they ran like a junior Wolfpack program or like a program since they were young. So they already... That's why they're favorites pick so much, because they're playing it like it's a little leagues game. They're like they're oh. not. Te- they never taught me what I'm supposed to do. They expected that I just know how to do it. Right. But then, like as I was saying, like the like the D line coach, that one practice I learned. Well, it was I did multiple varsity practices, but I learned a lot more with him than I did like any days. I learned okay, I learned more from a quarterback JV coach about D end than I did from a, the D-line JV coach. That's just bad. Like, yeah. Well, you think the part of that has to do with the fact that the varsity coaches are probably... Well, yeah, but you were also just saying it was a junior varsity, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. But some, do you think that, generally speaking, the varsity tends to get the better coaching and JV doesn't? Yeah, that's, that's always going to be true because everyone's more concerned about varsity. Right. But, like... Yeah. Well, what I was going to get into was, don't you... Do you think that, like, let's... Because obviously, like, we already know. Varsity, they have better coaching. Mm-hmm. Do you think it would be more beneficial if, like, JV had not necessarily better coaching than the varsity, but had more adequate coaching where they could be like, no, like, get your shit together, they teach you the proper way, and they create athletes, like you were saying. And you think that would be more beneficial, and you they would then have better athletes by the time that they're on the varsity team? 100%. Okay. 100%. It's where their last... I, I'm going to... I said this a lot, but I can't keep stressing it. They're focused on looking for athletes, not creating athletes. Right. And like the JV program is just bad. Like yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. Like <sighs> it's just not a good program. Why is it that nobody cared that our fucking quarterback talked the most shit? It's a JV program. That is where that middle school shit cuts out. Yeah. Or like that freshman shit. That's where it should be cutting out. That is the year. Where, like, we're supposed to stop talking shit. It's supposed to mature. Right. And 
supposed to actually be a leader. How come the coaches didn't care and then, like, they yell at us for, like, when we're, like, on this... They yell at us for arguing with each other and fighting with each other when they don't even do anything about it. It's just like, okay, he's a fucking kid and he's gonna act immature, but then again, all these are fucking kids. Everyone's acting immature and no one's being the fucking adult here. Yeah. So you think better, like you said earlier, more leadership, more mature people on the team, things like that. Yeah. Just, I mean, football you, players are always going to be immature. Do you, yeah. Definitely. Do you notice that this is is a problem with um, with like extracurricular programs? Mm-hmm. I mean, typically, or, or is this something unique? Is this something specific to the sport? What like why do you think why do you think this problem is showing up? I don't think that's completely uncommon, especially for football, because like the way football is played, you're very much so, like, I'm going to fuck you up. Like, that's the mentality you have to go into yeah. each game. You're just going at the other guys. Yeah. So, like, having that mentality in practice is very easy to have. But that's not, like, the mentality during practice should be, like, I'm here to learn. I'm here to make mistakes. Yeah. Right. But it's, like, especially after years of, like, neglecting, like, that different mindset that you need to be having can easily create that environment on a football team. Mm-hmm. And like I feel like it's more unique to, to football than anything. Mm-hmm. Like I don't really feel like on the basketball team you really have people uh, yeah, that are talking mm-hmm. shit twenty four seven. Because like obviously people are gonna talk shit in almost anything, but like this is like this is like another level. It's just, different like, though. Like with basketball, I mean I'm not a basketball player, but like just from people that I've known, it's very much more constructive criticism. You learn from each other, and it's also I mean passion's a huge part of it. If you're passionate about what you're doing you're gonna put the work well it seems like the technical side is emphasized a lot more yeah the technical side of things tends to be emphasized a lot more well look at the drills that they do in basketball versus the drills they do in football (laughs) much more technical football let's hit helmets right and then um in fucking basketball they you're not running hitting each other you do practice yeah let me make sure i can master my craft let's make it good at this shit so you do feel like then it is uh it's a problem um with this particular sport yeah not necessarily something that's a yeah. problem with other other extracurricular programs yeah i want to say it's a hundred percent unique to football yeah but i'd say it definitely probably happens more in football okay and then like so like my friend josh rambo right mm-hmm. he went to every single practice over the summer went to every single meeting tried his heart out but because of neglect of coaching he never really became a starter or was like never even really got that much play time for as a matter of fact. Because he just didn't learn the... Yeah, because no one's teaching him what he's supposed to be doing. Right. His dad taught him probably more than he learned. The hell, the fucking JV coach probably taught him more. Mm-hmm. The JV head coach, which isn't right. No. That's crazy. And yeah. And he probably yeah. won't even be able to play football next year either because he's had like four or five bad concussions. That's crazy. From yeah. fo- as a mix from football, basketball... And yeah, it's just, <laughs> um, do you, okay. So I noticed that you said that it does, it doesn't feel like they really take the lower level de- um, is it development, the lower levels of the, of players? Cause you know, there's like freshman football, yeah. there's JV, there's varsity. You feel like it's a problem maybe that, um, or do you feel like maybe part of the reason why you're you're seeing these problems has to do with the fact that they don't take it as seriously? Maybe they don't take freshman ball as seriously. Therefore, JV's not taken as seriously. By the time you you're throwing kids up into varsity, they're not really ready. 
You feel like that's a problem? No, because, like, everyone on the JV team definitely took games very seriously, at the very least. Mm-hmm. But, like, from, like, the varsity practice I've been to, it's, it's almost like a similar thing. Like, practices, messing around, games, it's almost like they want to turn it on for games only, right? Yeah. And it's like that, it's been like that throughout freshman football. It's say like, the same amount of seriousness. I just say it's, like, different, like, coaching. Because, like, on varsity, everyone says they're, like, they're hard asses and they're just, like, annoying. Mm-hmm. But that's what they do. That's what the coaches are supposed to do. They're supposed right. to be annoying. They're supposed to be, like, yeah. kind of assholes. Right? Yeah, they're not supposed to be nice. They're not supposed to make you feel good. No. Yeah. Right, because, you know, pra- when during practice, you're supposed to be putting in work. Mm-hmm. So you, you said it feels like they're kind of hitting the switch for games that they're not hitting for practice. Do you feel like that that is probably hurting you guys a lot? Uh, Yeah, I'd say so. Because, like, we're only legally allowed to hit, like, two days of the week. Cause just cause like injuries and shit, but like the days where we're like we're hitting, no no one's even like, no one's trying nearly as hard as they are in a game, and it's more of just like okay we're gonna be out here for three hours just fucking around. Yeah. Like we probably get more beneficial from a one hour practice where everyone goes their absolute fucking hardest. Mm-hmm. Than a three hour practice where, where no one does shit, shit and everyone just right. fucks around. I, like, football practice was kind of like a, almost like I almost want to say it was like fun right in the sense not in a good way though like wrestling practice is not fun at all every single second of it is fucking miserable it's work yes yeah football practice it's like you're playing games you're talking with your friends you don't really and if you're in drills you're not taking them seriously like if you're taking them seriously you're like weird like people are looking at you weird yeah but i don't know yeah what do you think what do you think could be done to fix that? What do you what do you think could be done to remedy that? What do you think could be done to get players to understand the value of hard work you know, outside of just a game? Yeah, if it was my way, I would have um everyone run 20 miles at the beginning of practice. <laughs> and then I'd have us all do 600 steps and 600 push-ups and that'd be the practice for the day. And then we do it again the next day. Why, the next why that? Why that specifically? Like, are you actually serious? No, I'm being like, dead serious. That's what I would do. Yeah, why that specifically? Because a lot of them like to complain about anything. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you don't really... It, it will put it into... I almost think that will put it into perspective on for them on like how hard like they're not trying. So you put them through something ridiculous. Like right. 100 pull-ups like I had you do. Yeah. Or like so 20 miles, 600 push-ups, 600 sit-ups. Like something ridiculous. That way they understand. That like, that way, yeah. That what they're doing, it ain't shit. Yeah. It's like you can put in the hard work now because what you just did, that that was hard. This isn't actually that hard. Yeah. Work. If it was my way, I would have the practices. Like you wouldn't have a choice. You would have to be going your hardest. Otherwise, you're either like not playing or you're going to get like hurt or like called out. Right. Like, if it was my way, everybody in the drills would be going, like, doing the days where we need to be, we would be going harder, right? Right. So you see the value in hard work. Yeah. But then again, we also have this this really weird thing, because on the very first day, I was told we're not supposed to hit helmets. I was never told that again. That's actually a law. Every single drill, we hit helmets. I swear to fucking God. And it's just like, it's just like especially because my linemen, like, I get my helmet hit more than, like, most people. Mm. And it's just, like, that made me not like contact. Yeah. Like, and I like, don't get me wrong, I like going out there and laying someone out, but, like, going helmet to helmet is not fun. Like, it hurts. 
Like my my best. Well, do you, do you feel like that that maybe too is another factor? Yeah, that that's because that's... like people don't want to they don't want to have to keep dealing with that repetitive thing. Yeah. The the pain the, you know they don't want to get hurt. Yeah. It's... Yeah, definitely. But that also comes down to like coaching. No one said shit about people hitting helmets. Like linemen are supposed to use their hands. Like in the fifties, we used our helmets and hit people like that. But that's not what we do anymore. Like, we're trying to prevent concussions, but, like, what we're doing in practice causes concussions. Wasn't that how, um... Did Josh get one in... He got one last year in football, I think. Was it in practice, or was it during the game? Uh, probably probably in practice, actually. Mm-hmm. We got a couple of kids who got concussions during practice. Mm-hmm. And we that's got one... ridiculous. It's like... During a game, I understand sometimes shit happens, especially when you're, like, all adrenaline up, you have the whole mindset of, I'm gonna fuck you up. Right. That causes helmets to hit. Right. And concussions, right? Like, that's that's something that's going to happen. But in practice, we should focus more... We should be going hard on the technical side, right? Mm. Like, there's days where we have full contact. It shouldn't be full contact, hit your helmet. It should be full contact, smack your bodies into each other. Mm. Like, you have pads on, hit your pads. Right. Right? Or, like... Or, like, really, yeah, like, like, grab their chest. Like, like, don't hit your helmet. Like, Lyman, I swear to God, when they blow the whistle... <laughs> the D tackles don't even look up. They just do this and run forward, <laughs> and with their yeah. helmets. They're just leaning forward with their heads first. Yeah. 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 And the problem is, is that if someone's doing that, you almost have to do it back to them. Otherwise, you're just getting a helmet in your gut. Right. Mm-hmm. Or like a helmet in your shoulder, and it's not fun. Right. So like, that's where I struggled a lot because I refused to hit my helmet. So. Yeah. Crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. Very interesting. And so, how is how is wrestling different? Because I feel like wrestling, you don't hear about kids getting hurt as much. Like, football tends to be, uh, you know, you hear about people getting concussions. You hear about all this long-term damage that, that's caused by football. But you never hear about those things with wrestling. Yeah, well, you see, wrestling is a very, very different sport. Yeah, I know. But um, wrestling, the injuries you get from wrestling are more of, like, broken knuckles, bloody noses, like black eyes, mat burn. So if you go from fighting. Yeah, because it's not like no yeah. But like wrestling, like I as we already like clarified earlier, it's a very different environment. When you're wrestling someone, you're ninety percent of the time too nervous to be thinking, like, I'm gonna fuck you up. You like really like before a football game you have an adrenaline rush. Before a wrestling match, most people are freaking out. Mm-hmm. And like once when you get out there, it's like it's less of, like, I'm trying to hurt you. It's more of, like, I'm trying to beat you. Mm-hmm. But, like, my, my style of wrestling is more of I'm trying to hurt you. Mm-hmm. But that's because that's where I shine at. Because that's where I find my strength and that's where I excel. Right. That's how you beat them. Yeah. I excel at doing that or by stalling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. Like, sophomore year, I went 14 and 7. And I won most of my matches by one point. Mm-hmm. And that was because the first round, I would do nothing. And if I could call for song, I'd tap their knees, and then they can't call you for that. That's funny. And then I'd get my point for escaping on bottom, mm-hmm. and then they'd get their point, and then I'd get my takedown, and then let them back up, so it'd be 3-2, and I'd win. I did that so many times. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just because, like, I, I was able to control the pace of the match, because if mm-hmm. they tried anything, I was most I was either stronger or faster, so they couldn't right. do it. Right. So I'd work them to a point, and if they were to try to do something, I would make it so hard, so they'd have to fight to get those two points, mm-hmm. but, by, but then... Because they're tired and I have like this the energy, mm-hmm. then I explode back. Right. right. Okay. So it's so, like so it's almost like they're going in. They're not ready for this. Right. Mm-hmm. So you take advantage of the 
of all these things that they weren't expecting, that they weren't prepared for. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then football is more of, as much as anybody wants to, everyone likes to claim that sports is all mind. That's not true because when you line up against a 285-pound man that is 6'8", mm-hmm. and you are 6'2", and 180, mm-hmm. no matter how much you think that you're going to go through him, <laughs> he's going to go through you, no doubt. Yeah. yeah. Right? Wrestling is different because you're well, going then, to... Well, then that's where, where strategy comes into play. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. But even then, that's a 100-pound difference. It doesn't take that much of a... Right. Right, so then maybe you wouldn't have your 180 guy going up against a 260 guy. So let me, let me put it in perspective like yeah. this. I'm like 140-something pounds. Josh Young is like 240 pounds. You think I'm running through a moving strategy? You think he's going to knock me in my ass? Dude? No, that's the thing. You wouldn't have your... That's the, but that's what he's saying in football. And football is what he's saying. That's, like, happens that's, that's what happens in football. Right. It'd be like that. He'd knock my ass down. So I was maybe... I don't know. I was weird weight during football. Right. I was like maybe 175 during football. Mm-hmm. And there was just two sixty pound. Like I don't want to call him a beast because like he didn't run through me, mm-hmm. but like when we were on punt, we were on, what were we on? We were on extra point, mm-hmm. and I was on the line, and he full on screamed, went down, helmet in my chest. I just put my like my pads on him and just raised him like that, because mm-hmm. that's the only technique I ever learned. You you grabbed him and you like lifted him up. Yeah, almost because like there's pads mm-hmm. and it like it's almost like cheating because it's way different yeah. than trying to pick someone up. It's just like that. And you have a massive amount of leverage on them. Right. So, so just, yeah, so we're doing a podcast. So, like, for for people who can't, can't see, see it, can't see yeah, it. <laughs> it with my hands, you know, it might be helpful to maybe explain what's actually happening yeah, when so you're like, doing this motion. The pads, like, kind of, like, surround, like, your chest and your shoulders, right? And mm-hmm. you can slip your fingers right below, like, where the chest is. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and if you raise it, it's, like, it, like, drives into their neck. And so like it pulls, and it pulls their shoulders back, so they really it's really hard to push forward while that's happening. Right. So like no matter how big they are, like that's still gonna be hard to push forward. Right. Right. So you you use that technique in order to slow them down. Yeah. Dude, imagine someone who's like two sixty who also had great strategy. Damn, that shit would be crazy. Yeah. Well, when I mean strategy, I mean more like, oh, I mean I guess. I don't know, really a whole lot about football, mm-hmm. but I would think that your coach would have some kind of say about who's where, when. JV, no. I don't say shit. No? He's kind of like, like, oh, Sean, you're big. Go on kickoff. Mm. I'm like, what? Oh, Sean, you know how to block? Okay, that's fine. Go on kickoff return. So so they don't really, they don't draw anything out ever? No. They never say, like, this is what, this is what the line's going to look like? Okay, no, okay. They do do yeah. that. But most of the time, that's for the receivers. Right. Rarely, it's for the linemen. Okay. And, like, they put me on kickoff return, which is, like, you know what, you know what kickoff is? You can explain it. All right, so, like, in the beginning of the game and any time someone scores, so there's kickoff, like, it's the team that kicks the ball. Mm-hmm. And, like, when they kick the ball, like, all 11 players go sprinting down the field to go lay out whoever has the ball. Right. Kickoff return, one person's, re- like, re- like, catching the ball, everyone else is trying to block. Mm-hmm. I sucked at blocking. I-, I was probably one of the worst blockers on the team. And yet they put me on there. Like, they didn't yeah. care. Right. And it's like, it's like, I don't know how to fucking block. Right. Like, right. And all of them were just like, hey, it doesn't matter. Just, just go on kickoff return. <laughs> I was on kickoff. That's where I've had some of my best plays. Like, like one of my, during one of, one of my last games, there's this kid. And, like, because I have, like, a decent amount of, like, short distance speed. I'm one of the quickest people on the team. Mm-hmm. You're explosive. Yeah. Yeah. So by the time, like, he was catching the ball, 
I was less than 10 yards away from him. And when he looks up, I just fucking lay him out on his fucking ass. And everyone was just like... <laughs> but it's like, dropped. that is like what I'm good at. Yeah. Yet nobody was letting me do that. Right. Like, everyone yeah. was just like, go on kickoff, do this, do this. Right. So the coach is like almost neglecting... Your, players, what you're good at, not looking at. Oh, what can this? What is this guy good for? He's yeah. just saying. Oh. It's like, yeah, this kid is good at tackling the shit out of somebody. But let's go make him block. Yeah, and, and then, that just doesn't make sense. And then this is also like the most annoying thing. During the very last game, I became the starter. D end. So then that would be all strategy. So then that would that would suggest that you're, that you have a terrible strategy. Your team. Yeah. Wait, wait, so yeah. wasn't so, D the position you wanted? Or yeah, D end is like so. Yeah, D end is what I wanted, and that's what I was good at. So, like, oh, here's the okay, thing. Okay, okay. They would sub me in for when people got tired, and then sub me out after a few plays. Mm-hmm. Those few plays where I was in, I had the best plays out of any DN that entire game, right? And then my coach saw that. I was like, all right, he's starting for the rest of the game, right? Nice. And it's like, okay, you realize if you would have put me in games five games ago yeah. and let me do that, I would have been starting this entire time. Right. So it's almost like this, um, it's almost like they're ignorant. So what's right in front of them. Yeah, it's like, as I said earlier, I have to learn my abilities. Right. So from like the two or three plays I got, mm-hmm. that was, I had to focus. That was everything. And you learned a lot that you could say. You yeah. Imagine if I played the entire first game. By my second game, I would be way better. By my third game. Even better. But. Right. But then th- at the same time, they can't have everyone in all the time. So they, that is, that, that's just perfect scenario. But Right, yeah. So they're they're making decisions and sometimes they're deciding that you're not going to be the guy that they put in. Yeah, that happens. I understand that. Right. But like. But it's just when you're not getting any play time, you have no. There's no. How are you going to grow? Right. And practice just, only does so much. You got to learn from experience. Well, it's especially your guys' practices. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like, how the fuck am I? Okay. I wasn't able to prove what I was able to do because nobody was able to give me a chance. And by the time I got a chance, mm. everyone was just like, "Where the fuck did that come from?" It's like it's been there, but you guys never let me show me. Yeah. Like, right. It's almost like you, you never had a chance. Yeah. So no one ever could see. Yeah. And, and then that's given because, that chance, then your coach was like, oh shit. And then, and like, then like, that's also because like, as we were talking about, they're looking for athletes, not creating athletes. Right. So they're paying attention to the guys who they think have it and they're not, they neglect they're them. not testing anyone to, to see what will come out when they're tested or yeah. see how they'll deal with that test. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, but then it, it sounds like in your case, then when you were tested, you, you were able to shine and then your coach realized that, oh, this guy has some, something to offer. And then he started putting you in. Yeah. On the last game. Yeah. Are you doing football next year? Yeah. Nice. And I'm doing football because I'm going to be bigger than everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 205, 15% body fat. That's a great if you put this on like a number scale. There's nobody who weighs over 200 on the football team that's also 15%. Body fat, yeah. So I'm also, I'm already at an advantage of being leaner and, and big. bigger. Yeah. And if everything goes to plan, my bench... You'd be a lot be, more dense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if everything sure. goes to plan, I'll have a 250-pound bench press, 450 deadlifts, and like a 350 to 400-pound squat. Damn. Yeah, you're just going to be blowing through people. You're strong as hell. Yeah. Nobody, okay, this is what I don't get. Nobody really has those numbers on the football team currently. Right. And it's just like, that also comes back to neglect of training because like... <laughs> well, I feel like a lot of people don't know how to 
train like when it comes to weightlifting or calisthenics or anything i feel like people don't know how to train well then it would be up to the coaches to train them or to, to show them the way right but then yeah. the coaches don't even know the way so. <laughs> they don't right just remember bicep curls every fucking training <laughs> right yeah but i'm that saying like sense. even past just football i like a lot of, i mean there's definitely a lot of kids that actually do the research they know how to work out but yeah. it's, and i think it's a learning process but it's funny like i saw somebody who first went to the gym the other day right and he's like skinny like I'm, I'm a skinny dude mm-hmm. this guy was skinnier than i am and i remember i was like i remember being there when, when you was, remember being that guy yeah and how yeah. and then when he was first on workout and I, I just gave him a few pointers that my brother um sean that he told me and i was like oh okay and i remember i was like oh yeah do this oh, okay you might want to you know adjust it a little bit because like, he was like bench pressing or something and he like wasn't doing it properly i'm like okay dude move your arms and then I, he was, it was just squatting i was like i would put the little thing there so you don't hurt your neck and you're not doing it right then yeah i don't know it was just yeah mm-hmm. lifting has a lot of form yeah lifting has a lot, like of, form. A lot of form so how has that progressed for you because you've gotten a lot better at it and your like records and stuff like how, how much you can lift has gone up a lot yeah you've improved your form a ton yeah it's not just like it's like the first time i ever deadlifted like i like really tested for a pr it was 285 the five months later i got 355 yeah and I think, I don't, I think that was just, be, I don't even know how it went up that high, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, even then, I wasn't even really doing a deadlift. My mm-hmm. legs were straight the entire time. I lifted it all with my lower back. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's uh, not what you're supposed to do, is it? No. I just have a really, I have a really strong natural lower back. Right, yeah. So I was able to lift that, like, no problem. Well, back tends to be something that is neglected a lot in, when it comes to, to working out. Mm-hmm. Like, most Dude, people tend to neglect back, back and, and neck, too. Right? Like, those are really important, right? Yeah. They're, well, because think about it. If you're... It's funny. People neglect their backs, but if your back doesn't work, the rest of your body is kind of, like, useless. No, really. I think probably uh, back and neck are some of the most important, important things yeah. to focus on. Yeah. Contrary right? to popular belief, your glutes, your abs, and your back all actually work in unison. Yeah. To actually, like, create... Like, that's what... If your abs are really strong, your glutes and your back... You are a good athlete. No matter like what you're doing, you're gonna be like most of the time. You're gonna be like one of the best people at right. doing it, right? So what 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 kind of motions are are involved in in working your glutes and your abs and your back and and how do they how do what kind of motions you know really illustrate how they all work together? Well, any of the lifts, so any any of the queen lifts or the king lifts, so mm-hmm. bench press, deadlift, overhead press, those are all the queens, and then squat, which is king. Mm-hmm. All of those work your abs. In some way. Yeah. Or your back. Not all of them with your glutes. Overhead press doesn't. But like bench press and and deadlifts. Mm-hmm. When you bench press, you're supposed to be squeezing your ass, driving your heels back, and flexing your abs. Most people don't do that. Mm-hmm. That's how powerlifters do it. Mm-hmm. Powerlifters are also people who bench press like 500 pounds. So like I think they know what they're doing. Yeah. But like when your abs are working, mm-hmm. everything else is working better. Yeah. It's really weird because if like you bench without flexing your abs... It will feel so heavy. You bench with your abs, it's cr- it becomes so much lighter. I remember you taught me that, and you remember I was like, "Oh, this isn't that bad anymore." And it's like suddenly this is light. Yeah, yeah. I remember when you taught me yeah. that, and I was like, "Oh." And that, shit. that's super interesting how everything works together like that. Like how if you're not Our doing one thing, suddenly everything else becomes harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, and it so good. And then like deadlifts, like that is almost a full body workout. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, I really struggle with my deadlift is pinching my shoulders back. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know why, but like that's just something I struggle with. Mm-hmm. Because, like, long story, but, like, 
deadlifts works out your quads, your hamstrings, your glutes, your calves, your abs, your your lats. Yeah. It works out your grip. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really work out your arms. Yeah. Squat, I'm not even kidding, full body. Mm-hmm. If you're doing it right, it's a full body workout. Yeah. I mean, you really feel it in your legs, but you it's also working out your back, your lats, your shoulders, your biceps, your triceps, your abs, your quads. If you're your, doing it right, yeah. Everything. It is everything. Yeah, definitely. So, what do you... Because you were the one that kind of pushed me to go towards the calisthenics route. Mm-hmm. And started saying, you should probably do that. Because, for those of you who don't know, I have a heart condition and it doesn't allow me to lift heavy. But calisthenics allows you to build strength with your own body. Mm-hmm. And you were the one that pushed me to do that. But what do you think is beneficial between weightlifting and the calisthenics? Like, the different things. Well, as I said earlier, I have a professional power Powerlifting, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the workouts he gives me is both. Yeah? It incorporates a lot, a decent amount of calisthenics and a decent amount of, li- and, like, it mainly focuses on weightlifting because that's what we're focusing on. Right. But there's everything, every single workout involves calisthenics in some way. So there's benefits to calisthenics. Calisthenics is very beneficial. Okay. Especially if you want to work your tricep, like on your bench day. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of push-ups. Yeah. I do weird push-ups, like keeping my index fingers together. Yeah, which yeah. Which is all tricep. Well, no, I've just noticed, because since I've been doing calisthenics for about two months now, I definitely haven't really gotten any bigger, but st- my... You feel stronger? I feel stronger. At least with my own body weight, I feel for sure feel like I can control my own body weight. I definitely feel more strength than doing like my bench press. It's not really that hard anymore. I'm like, oh, okay, this is it's a little easier now because I've been training calisthenics and body weight and things like that. And it's funny, people hear calisthenics and they hear, okay, I'm going to do a bunch of pull-ups. Me and you were talking about this one time. People just do pull-ups when they do calisthenics. It's like there's so much, and push-ups, but it's like you can do so much with your own body. There's just a lot you can do. There's a lot you can do. And people start to think, oh, well, you can't, how are you going to build strength with your body? Do explosive push-ups. Start pushing yourself in the air every time and you do clap. a push-up. And then, yeah, and then get to clapping, and then add five more every time you do it. Right. Yeah. Planks, like too. That. I feel like planks, planks are really are awesome. undervalued. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They help so much. Mm-hmm. I always, if I'm doing it, when I do my full body weight, or full body, mm-hmm. I always do a plank, dude. I mean, well, planks, planks are really good for your lats. Yeah, you dude, know? it's crazy how much they actually work out your lats. I was surprised. Really? Yeah, if you do them right, you can feel them yeah. right there in your lats. Well, what you can do is you can do uh, side planks, too. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you, can, you can do them at different angles. And they'll work different muscles. Yeah. Well, have you ever yeah. done the uh, planks where you, like, you're obviously, like, in the regular plank position. Right. And then you move up into, like, a push-up position, but you're still yeah. holding that plank position. Mm-hmm. And then you move down. That yeah. shit's hard. Well, also, if you start with your arms at kind of a 90-degree angle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. And then you move them out so that you yeah. have more of an obtuse angle. Mm-hmm. You've, I'm sure you've noticed this. If you've tried this, it wor- focuses more on your abs. Yeah. And the closer you bring your arms into your body, the more... It works your arms. Yeah, it's yeah. Our bodies are crazy. And so there, the there is a lot. There's do, a lot you can lot, do there. There's a lot you can do there. Mm-hmm. And it, I feel like, I the thing is, I feel like a lot of people don't take care of their bodies in the way that they should. Mm-hmm. They don't take care of themselves, and whether you start doing it through weightlifting, calisthenics, or even running, just what twenty minutes every day. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah, that, like, that's just doing something. Because I honestly think being active is one of the most important things that you can do as a person. Well, it's really good for your mind, too. It's really, I think it teaches you a lot. Yeah. Putting that kind of stress on your body, I, I feel, is very, Beneficial. very, very helpful for your mind. And then a lot of people, I can't emphasize enough, don't drink nearly enough water. I don't. Right. Oh. I've gotten better at it, but I definitely. I go through, like. He said that as he's saying this, I'm drinking water. Yeah, like. 
I learned the amount of water I'm supposed to be drinking, and I was, like, amazed. Because, like, water is used to break down your fats. For a week, for, like, a week, I didn't drink enough water, and I went up a percent and a half in body fat just like that. It's mm. crazy. And, like, that's just because, like, my body type, like, I can go up in body fat very easily. Yeah. And I can go down kind of easily. Yeah. How do you measure like, your body fat? Um, I have a, they have a scale that does it for me. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you can kind of visually estimate for the most part. Right, but that's not as accurate. Right, when you look at yourself, you can guess, am I, uh, the way I, are you high, are you low, are you medium, what are you at? I look at mine, and, like, I have a little bit of a gut. Right. I got veins. So, like, there's multiple, there's different types of fat in your body. There's, like, three different types. There's one in your brain, Mm -hmm. one in your intestines, and one below your skin. So, it's called, like, I forgot the name, it's, like, versatile fat or some shit, I forgot the name. It starts with a V. Mm -hmm. The one that lays on your intestines, if that one's high, you have a big gut. Yeah. Like, mine's at, like, 4.6%, which is about where it should be. Mm-hmm. So, I don't really have a gut, right? I still have subcutaneous fat underneath my skin, which causes fat to be everywhere. Mm-hmm. But, like, I just look at it, and I'm just like, eh, yeah, I got a little bit of fat everywhere. It's, like, 20-ish. Right. But you, but it's not really that bad, though. I mean, you'll lose it. And even if you still have it right now, you're still healthier than most people. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's fine. Just, it's living that way. Anyways... Yeah, um, I think also it, it depends on what kind of, what your focus is. Like for me, for example, I really like running. And when I was on the track team, for example, mm-hmm. running would have been the focus. And so all these other things that are important for like football or wrestling. Aren't as important for track. Yeah, when you're running, it's it does none of that matters. It's all about running. Right. Right. I mean, you want you want to have some strength in your legs, wouldn't you? Your legs are going to be strong because you're using them all the time. That's true. Yeah. So. Yeah, it'll always be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Versus like, so for me, I'm not an athlete in any. I mean, yeah, no, I'm not an athlete. I just I work out, and for me, it's just about being healthy and building, just strength, like a little bit of strength. So, because I mean, I've always been a skinny guy. I've always been a weak guy. But now I'm you know, trying to build strength, and keep myself healthy. And I mean calisthenics and skateboarding and then i do weightlifting too mm-hmm. but i think something people neglect a lot is uh diet oh absolutely diet and and sean you mentioned it earlier sleep too i, I think did. you did you mention that i did not mention sleep oh no you mentioned hydration hydration yeah. hydration but sleep is important sleep too. is also the not the other important one that yeah. tends to be neglected a lot we have this uh this culture here in america of you know Work, 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 work. Don't rest. Keep pushing. Keep going. That's so stupid. And we tend to neglect sleep a lot. We tend to often neglect sleep. You just look at how hard we work our doctors with these insane shifts. Yeah. That is so bad because sleep (laughs) is so important. And lack of sleep impairs you so much. Significantly. Yeah. Yeah. Like last week I had finals. I can't tell you how many times it was like 11.30 studying for them or like staying up late like i stayed up to like 12 30 trying just trying to like study for finals the next day i went to go try and squat 160 like 160 is a light squat for me and that was the heaviest like and that felt so heavy yeah and like i just felt weak and i had to like stop i'm like okay i'm gonna like hurt myself if i keep going yeah definitely. like yeah your body needs sleep but also kills your mm-hmm. testosterone if you don't get enough sleep well so i've heard i notice because i've done some really crazy runs on lack of sleep, I notice that my body doesn't heal after runs. If, for example, I pull an all-nighter, I mean, I've done this, right, I've, and I've observed that if I don't sleep and then I go run, say, seven miles, and then 
I try to keep pushing myself and then maybe I'll, I'll catch some sleep later, right? But let's say I've already gone 24 hours without sleeping. My body tends to take an extra day, two, three days before it recovers. Yeah. You know, and the recovery, um, or rather the, um, you know, my muscles, they just feel a lot more depleted. Right. You know, they feel really sore. It's like hard to do things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have a horrible sleep pattern. <laughs> I sleep about one or two every day. And I get six hours of sleep, maybe. Which, I mean, don't get me wrong, that's not, like, terrible, but that's not great. You should be getting about six. Eight. Yeah. That's fucking terrible. Yeah, I like, <laughs> I like six, seven. But you, for sure, should be aiming for, like, eight, I think is the number. Which, especially if you're working out, is important, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You're talking about sleep and this boy's yawning. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got, like, nine hours of sleep. And you're still tired. Of course. <laughs> you know I recently heard something and it was like yeah you know this whole idea of I'm gonna catch up on my sleep on the weekend such a myth which I kind of figured it was but yeah it's actually like it doesn't do shit just sleep more people come on now yeah either way I like sleeping on the weekends yeah no either way not so. for sure sleep is love sleep is life you realize sure. that fellas is from right I do I probably shouldn't have referenced that yeah, that's about Shrek fucking a nine year old Mm, yeah, you know, I honestly, I when did when was that a thing? That was a thing when we were like in middle school, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, everyone was going around saying. Dude, that. how did that not get like in trouble for child porn? Because they actually showed it. No, they didn't. Well, they showed they showed the actions, but it was never. They, they just well, yeah, you know, they show like. Anyway, why are we talking about this? <laughs> so what? This is so disgusting. No, it is disgusting. Oh man! Oh god! Your job, James Gunn, got reinstated. I'm so glad that James Gunn got reinstated. He makes good movies. Everyone, everyone's saying he's a pedophile. You know, as I went and looked at the tweets, and they were all jokes, from well, what I can tell. Well, they were all they were terrible. They were I, awful. I, I think the problem is we were actually talking about this yesterday. Jokes tend to be, um, like if you make a bad joke, mm. then people will freak out about it. If you make a good joke that's actually funny, it's people almost don't really people don't tend much. to freak out yeah. about it. But if you make a bad joke and it's not funny, well. James Gunn wasn't funny. He was... No. There's a reason he's not a comedian. There's a reason he's making movies. Right. Right? And and people try to argue that, you know, oh, those weren't jokes, you know, and, and say that he's a pedophile. As far as I know, he hasn't committed pedophilia. He hasn't committed... You know James Gunn is a crime. He's, like, directed for Guns of the Galaxy. Yeah. Right? yeah. He got fired, what, six months ago? Uh, six months ago. I've mm-hmm. heard that they reinstated him before we even heard about it, though. Probably, yeah. I heard, um... They probably just wanted trying to see how the backlash would be. They're probably just trying to let things simmer down. Probably. There's people that are so pissed about it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even care. He makes good movies. Yeah, he makes good movies. And I think that we need to be focusing. I think that's actually a huge problem in this country is we, we tend not to put enough emphasis on someone's ability to actually do their job. Sean, you talked about this, didn't you, with one of your friends? when you guys Because you, you guys did your own podcast. Didn't you guys talk about how like people are hella oversensitive? Oh, yeah, so our entire podcast about how people fake depression for attention. And then, <laughs> yeah. And how... And that's like, a whole other topic. And yeah. how it delegitimizes actual cases of depression. Mm-hmm. And, like, we just kind of ripped them a new one, which is a really funny part because AP students are the ones who are notorious for this. And we did it in an AP Lang class, which is even funnier. Well, you say AP students are notorious for this. Like, how do you... How do you know? Because our... So, out of everyone that we were referencing, mm-hmm. cause, like, we always joked, because, like, we're very messed up, and we have very dark sense of humor, so we were all joking about... I think about, most like, people actually do have a dark sense of humor. Oh, uh, yeah, I just don't even admit it to yeah. themselves. 
we were all joking about like like there was this one person like oh that's her okay and then and then like we just we know of people who in our class mm-hmm. who do this all the time mm-hmm. and we i know several people who have done this right and then like well how do you i think i guess my question is like how do you know when someone's being fake versus when someone actually has a legitimate issue so one if it's most of the time so like if you look at their finstas Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like just finished having a mental breakdown oh so it's like social media tells the whole story like you can yeah so you see people exaggerating things you can see people going out of their way to show you a certain image yes, to say hey i'm depressed pay attention you know i saw a great mm-hmm. meme and it was like girls with finstas and then it was the, the alien from american dad and it's all i'm so upset leave me alone and she is announcing it on a megaphone to everybody in the house yeah kind of true no i think that's really funny i noticed a lot this does actually tend to be something i see girls do a lot oh yeah on on social media yeah, the guys would too i'm guilty of it i'm sure everyone i mean i've it. never said leave me alone but i've definitely been like a piss yeah well i think it's funny if if you put a message out on social media something on your snapchat or your instagram and you say i've had it with everyone don't talk to me it's like, if you didn't want everyone to talk to you, why are you telling everyone not to? Yeah. Why are you putting out this message to to the world that you're upset and you're done with everything? Why not just be done with everything? Yeah. Uh, obviously, you're not done with everything because you're here posting Which things, I think sometimes, I mean, you know, people that are legit, like if they like you legit have I feel like issues, I think sometimes yeah. it's kind of a cry for help, I'm not going to lie. Right. But I think most of the time when you see that like on people's Snapchat stories, like... Ugh, Leave me alone, blah, 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 I'm done. It's Well, that... It's actually so saying... What that does is it gets everyone interested. It that's gets what I'm saying. That's why up. they do it. So people start messaging you, why are you... What's happened? What, why are you That's why I'm saying that's you why know? they do it. Yeah. Don't drop names, dude. Mm, uh, it's too late now. You just dropped the name. Yeah, We're all talking over each other. I don't even know what you said. I do. I asked a certain person that we know. Okay. Oh, he's very guilty. Oh, of this. very yeah. guilty. Of no, this. you're right. You're right. I mean, right. whatever. If they hear, well, it, they no, hear okay. it. Well, no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. It what it comes down to is: Are you going to continue to complain about you your situation? About or are you going to do something about the situation you're in? It's yeah. exactly what you were doing. You realized I don't like the way I look. I don't like my life. I don't like the way things are working out for me. Let, Let me, me do something differently. Yeah. Let me change my life. Let me change the way I live. Yeah. For the better. I feel like that's also why I'm super biased towards this. Because mm-hmm. I just see people complain. It's like, shut the fuck up. I think, like, we're all, I think we're all pretty biased. And I think that... I think that it's easy, probably, for us to say that... Oh, you... Stop complaining, you know? You can change these things. You can change your life It's easy better. to say that once you've done it. But then when you have to go and then you have to right. put yourself back in the shoes of when you were trying to do it. And then it's right. like, oh, wait. That or, was hard. Before you even realize you were doing it, I think a lot of people who... Um, do, uh, like you said, cry for help. Right. I don't even think that they necessarily understand that, what they're doing, or even understand the effects of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They don't think of it as, I'm asking for attention, mm-hmm. you know, because that's, that's not how it feels. It's, mm-hmm. it's not, I'm asking for attention, you know? That's not what no, it that's is. that's not how it feels. It's, yeah. it's like, I'm actually pissed, and it... I don't think it's necessarily that they're saying, oh, poor me. I mean, I definitely think that there's people that do that. There's sure. A there, there's a there lot is. of people I, I don't think that most people... But, but pe- that's I, why... I don't think most people are pitying themselves. I don't no, think No, but I think what Sean was saying made a good point of... 
um, the people, that, it's like the boy who cried wolf. The people are going to go and they're going to complain about, oh, this is not, and they're going to, in quote, fake depression, whatever, or just fake having issues, whatever. Right. It kind of, one, demeans the issue, and it's like, oh, I mean, depression, it, I mean, wasn't there some research done in societies that are more... Oh, societies that are more flu- affluent. Um, affluent. Yeah, this is something have that... Have higher rates of depression. What yeah. the hell does affluent mean? Well, uh, just like, like... Well off. Well off. Yeah. Uh, good education, wealthy, etc. Have higher rates Yeah, of no, this is something that Sebastian Junger talked about in his book Tribe. Uh, this idea that uh, tribal societies are far more content and far happier and well off. Um, and they have none of the things that we consider to be commodities of affluent life you know here in first world countries for example and um at the same time there's higher rates of mental illness you know depression anxiety schizophrenia etc you can just go down the list of mental illnesses and people have all these problems that are minuscule virtually non-existent in tribal societies yeah so so what do you think about that, Sean? I think it's almost human nature to always want what you don't have. So, like, here we are in the first world country, and we have everything, so what do we want? Struggle. So people create struggle for themselves, because there is no struggle. So we make problems for ourselves, because we do, in fact, need struggle. So we create struggle for ourselves. We make things harder for ourselves, that's because they're too easy. Yeah, I, may, I mean, I put myself through a struggle. That's why I lost a weight, but... Mm-hmm. That was a, ne- a positive and a negative way to do it. Yeah. Like, everyone... But then, like, people who have struggle, they, like, people... and But then, because they have it, they're not creating it, so therefore they're happy. That's how I see it. Mm-hmm. I see it as, like, they're in- inversely proportional, if you know what that means. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a physics term. Basically, like, when this one goes up, this one goes down. Right. So, like, if one side of, like... The equation is going up. The other side has to go down. Right. Right. So you're saying that then, the the more well off someone is, what? The more like, that's, not it doesn't that's like the worse they they feel. Yeah, I'd say so. Like more or like the more harder they're gonna try to create problems for themselves. Right, because they're less fulfilled. Yeah. Okay. That's an interesting point. Because like you get fulfilled after you do something, like after you after you but by overcoming adversity and struggle yep mm-hmm. well I mean we've talked about it before I think struggle is an important thing to go through yeah for sure I think whether yeah. it be through working out or through I mean and don't get me wrong I'm not trying to demean depression and say that oh you're a bitch for having it. I'm not saying that at all well, I think there's, well the thing about depression is it's not like something you don't choose to have yeah. it it's not I'm not saying that at all, but there's for sure people that fake it. There's for sure people that pretend to have issues that yeah. are bigger than But a are. lot of people who really, a lot of people who really are, are depressed, they they don't even necessarily know that they're depressed. It usually takes someone else to notice that they've been acting strange. Yeah, and I yeah. think that's happened. I mean, I know it's happened to people that I know, and they're like, no, I'm not. And it's like, dude, you are. It's like you're very clearly depressed, you know. Like you, need, I don't, right, and I'm not trying to demean, when we're talking and t- saying this, I don't. we're not trying to demean them. It's just there's for sure people that do that. Like the whole pretending to be, and they're just boy who cried help, boy who cried wolf, boy who cried, <laughs> boy who cried wolf. Yeah. Well, I think the interesting thing too is that is when you see people who are constantly having problems and they're constantly saying that they're having problems and they're going to everyone telling them about their problems constantly all the time. I feel like it makes you not even care. You're like, oh, of course you have a problem. Of course, of course, you're upset. You know. Yeah. I feel like 
when someone's always upset, that kind of says something. Yeah. And then also, if we look at it, like how our languages change, saying, oh my god, I'm gonna kill myself is like a normal saying now. Like, knowing, like, if you say it, yeah, like, it's like a fucking joke. Ten years ago, someone said that, everyone would be like, you need help. Mm-hmm. If we say it now, some people are like, you need help. Most people are just like, yeah, it's just part of language now. I feel like we can't even accurately judge that, though, because we've been in these institutions for most of our lives. Yeah. You know, we're still going to school. All Dude, of ten us. years You're ago, still in high school. I barely started college. You, you going to community college? So we're still a part of these institutions, and I feel like until we really have more experience under our belt, it's going to be probably a little more difficult to judge things the way they are because we're not really going to know was were things different because we were younger or were they actually different in society? Mm-hmm. You know, were they? I feel like we would notice that in like ten years when we're in our mid to late twenties. Mm-hmm. That's when I feel like we'll start to notice. Was society different, or were we just different? Were we, are, did, are we just, or did were we, we did just we less mature? Different? Were we just around children, and so we understand how children changed and got older? Is that what just happened? Is that all that happened? You know? Uh-huh. So, I think that that's something that you have to take into account. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I totally forgot I was going to say, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I do this shit all the time. I'm like, oh, yeah. what was I going to say? I'm no, sure. definitely, definitely. Um, Shit. Oh, it's something pretty good too. Damn. Okay. <laughs> Let's hope it comes back to you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But I don't know. I feel like I feel like kids should take PE more seriously. You know, like in high PE? school. Oh yeah. Physical education. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people really half-ass it. Yeah. You know, just thinking back I to did. my own high school days. Yeah, we both. <laughs> I think I was. I think I tried not to, especially during my sophomore year, mm-hmm. so much because I saw the value in it more. Yeah. But I think that if people were to to exercise more, I think that like society as a whole would benefit. Oh yeah, you know? easily. Yeah. In my opinion, exercise is the most underrated antidepressant. Oh yeah. Personally, that's how I see it. You get all these this endorphin rush when you're encountering when you're putting that that extreme physical stress on your body mm-hmm. when you're pushing it that extra mile literally, <laughs> you know, or you're lifting the weight and you're you're throwing in extra reps. Yeah, you know? and lifting that heavy ass fucking deadlift and mm-hmm. like that that. Are you making lift? me do a hundred fucking pull ups? I did it too, so relax. I know. No, that was awesome. No, I'm glad you made me do it though. But like that shit was wild. Yeah. Well, I I just feel like those kind of intense struggles, you know, that that kind of physical struggle isn't something that a lot of people encounter. Yeah. You know, because there's other types of struggles too. You know, like if you grow up in a, you know, there's financial struggles, right? There's uh, social struggles. Mm-hmm. Um, but physical struggles, I feel like aren't aren't something we tend to. We don't enjoy it. Nobody enjoys struggle. I mean, we've said that before. I enjoy no, working out. But we enjoy the benefits of struggle. But we enjoy the benefits right? of it. I know I like working out. It's fun. But, like, yeah. I guess you kind of do, like, struggle if you like working out. You kind of... You have to learn to enjoy the process yeah. in order to so, reap the benefits. As a very wise philosopher said, J. Cole, <laughs> there's beauty in the struggle. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, though. I mean... No, it's true. If you look at it, some oh, of the right, best people come out of poverty. They come from from poor and and not very prestigious places and they turn themselves into something great. Yeah, and it doesn't even have to be on that grand of a 
level or like that big of a it could be something as simple as working out or for you music something that's hard and then you fucking get it and you're like oh sweet well yeah but i mean like like my mom and dad are just you know readily available example they grew up in poverty now we're middle class americans yeah good for them like that's you know cool. like, our um sean and his mom she's an immigrant from india she's just i'd say she's pretty well off she worked hard. She got to where she's at. Um, well, I feel like one of the really cool things about um, about parents is that when they... Or, or one of the cool things about life, even, is your parents can work really hard to give you that a higher position to launch yourself from. Mm-hmm. And I feel like as children growing up in the world, it's our responsibility to take advantage of the position that our parents have given us in this world, you know? Like, we shouldn't take for granted all their hard work and how far it got them, and as a result, how much further we're starting off, you know, how much further ahead we are of everyone else, you know, who is not where we are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, as a result, direct result of how hard our parents work. Oh, yeah. You know, and I feel like it it would be a disservice not to then launch, push further and launch ourselves into a place even further ahead and then give our kids even more of an advantage and i feel like these are things that we often overlook that, that people should be doing dude i overlook that kids need to think about they yeah. need to think about where i am right now isn't where i have to stay i can go further my parents have come this far i could go further yeah. and then my kids can go and then, further and then just so on and so on the cycle continues all right there should be this upward momentum but doesn't always happen. Well, I think kids tend to take for granted what they have. Even if it's the most little that they have. Dude, we got a roof over our head. We've got cell phones in this room. We have... Oh, man. Life is pretty good. Got no complaints. Yeah, I mean, even the poorest in this country are not poor on a global scale. And so even if... You're poor. Like, my mom. My mom, she was poor. My dad was poor. He didn't have a family. He was an orphan. He didn't have anything when he was growing up. Um, You still have more than, like, some pygmy living in the Congo who lives on land he doesn't own, who gets paid in a banana to take home to his family after a whole day of work. This is real shit, man. You serious? Yeah, they get, like, a banana to take home. After a whole day of working for their slave master, slave master says, here, take home a banana. They're not even seen as people. They they treat them worse than dogs. People want to talk yeah. about slavery. Stop focusing on 200 years ago or 100 years ago, whatever. There's slavery happening right now. Yeah, we're not doing There's anything. people who are oppressed and impoverished right now oh, yeah, all I mean. over the world. But we're so focused, especially in this country, we're so focused on me, 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 me. It's all about me. And it... Yeah. Well, then, but Social you have, media hasn't made that any better. No, it hasn't. And because people can project this image, so reality can be distorted. It can be whatever you want it to be, mm-hmm. almost, you know? Yeah. How many people know that there's like 3 million slaves in Africa still? So. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. That's the entire population. The fact you know that is, uh, you're 10 million short, but yeah. Okay, same thing. <laughs> you're yeah. pretty close. <laughs> I was yeah. just being an asshole. Whatever. But, no, but the fact that you know that, I didn't even... Yeah, well, you can thank Coach Stray for that. He told you guys that? Nice. And for history. You have my mind to a lot of stuff. Really? Like yeah. what? 
Well, he has a very philosophical way of looking at life. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know, but going through his class, maybe be more analytical about everything. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, the French Revolution happened, but why did it happen? Right. Like, it's just like... Right. You become more interested in the why, not the what. Yeah, I don't really care about the what. I'm more concerned about the why. Right. Right. I think that's that's cool. I mean, especially because, dude, you're 16. I think the ago. funny thing about the French Revolution, too, is almost that... Or is that they were essentially trying to emulate America? They the were United trying to... States. That's exactly what it was. They were... I, we yeah. just... And then when they tried to credit us as their inspiration, we were like, oh, no, 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 that wasn't... We, we, well, you we know didn't do it. They were like, we didn't do it like that. No, but it's true. No, but no. <laughs> so I, I'm taking an American um, history class, mm-hmm. and that's actually true. We didn't do it like that. Our The Revolutionary War was actually a fairly peaceful war. Yeah, relative in comparison, to, relative compared to, 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 to the French Revolution, there was what there was like a million at least people that died in the French Revolution. Dude, people just got their heads cut for just being accused. Right. Like, there's yeah. no here. Just, I think the number it was like kangaroo court, kangaroo court. Yeah, judge the jail. number here it definitely was not that high. I, I'm not gonna say what it was. I, I have notes downstairs. I'm not gonna go grab them, but it it was not that high. Mm-hmm. Com- comparatively, of course. Right. Yeah, the Revolutionary War, right? The Revolutionary War, yeah, yeah the American Revolution. Yeah. I should um, clarify that. Yeah, the American yeah. Revolution was nowhere near as bloody as the French Revolution, and they... Can we talk about how the American Revolution was kind of an overreaction? What do you mean? Why do you think that? Well, Britain I mean, started passing taxes to, to like, part passing revenue taxes in order to generate money right. for the debt cost during the Seven Years' War, which the Americans fought in. I mean, yeah, we didn't really have a say in the, in the Seven Years' War, but like, well, yeah, the Americans right. during they, the sorry, go ahead. the Americans were claiming that Britain doesn't have the right to pass revenue acts right. on them because they it was like well there was a whole taxation like, without representation right it was unwarranted it was like why yeah. why you're just making money off of us there's no reason for this right tax. and I think the the issue that I mean I can kind of agree with you I think the reason that the um, Americans had that issue was because we didn't have any representation in England. And the one voice that we did have was just shut down. And so it wasn't... But, I mean, you're... It's just the American ideals, I guess. It was the ideals, dude. dude once they got away, it was crazy. When we were learning about this, once they kind of got away from England, and then there was like, holy shit, we are so much more free here, they kind of just developed the mindset of... It's fuck the system. Yeah, honestly, that's what America is. Fuck the system. That's... <laughs> the capitalistic machine of America. I mean... There are good and bad things about capitalism. There are yeah. like there's this inherent inequality, but at the same time, if you want to have people who are very well off, you can't not have people that are you you have to have people who are not as well off essentially. Yeah. Like that is that's the part harsh, it's harsh reality. That's part of the system. Yeah. That's part that's how it works. But you don't necessarily have to stay not well off. You know, people work their ass off. They give 210% more than the people around them mm-hmm. and they climb up higher than the people around them. I think you have to be driven. You have to be passionate. You, you're going to have to learn some things in life and, and have a certain perspective. Yeah. You could say, sure, maybe some of it's luck or whatever, but then all luck really is, is having what you need to have when you need to have it. So, mm-hmm. and then that gets you ahead. 
So if you work hard all the time, you're always going to be ready. You're always going to be ready to go. And then when the opportunities inevitably present themselves, you're going to be able to take those opportunities. That's how you climb up higher. Well, that just goes back to what we were talking about earlier, struggle, and then just growing from it. I mean, whether it's working out or like on a financial level or how socioeconomic, socioeconomic level, yeah. anything like that. I mean, as Sean said, the wise philosopher J. Cole, there's beauty in the struggle. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah no absolutely i think i think also though well no i mean yeah that was i forgot what i was gonna say i lost my chair thought <laughs> now i'm pulling a sean yeah oh i think it's i think it's funny how how much emphasis we put on um on like what people say versus what people do you know what do you mean yeah I mean, no, I, I yeah, I like, or like, like people, what I, you I, say was, matters I was going to use like, like politicians would be a good example. Like you look at politicians, like they can't say certain things. They have to act a certain way. They have to, no, you know, taxes. they have to take into account like, oh, this is, this is what the social, or uh, this is what the state of affairs looks like. And, you know, they have to look at these things and say, okay, how do I act? How do I best reflect the the people or whatever right and what people do i want to reflect like yeah. you know because there's all these different ideas and there's all these different groups and whatnot and i think it's interesting that we can't just be ourselves like we can't even just have an idea like it's offensive to have an idea you can't you can't like uh, if a politician went up and they just tried to be like themselves the person that they are always like when they go home and they sit down and they sit back and put a show on on tv like if they just tried to be the person that they are around people who know them if they if they just tried to share that person with the general public like they wouldn't be accepted like how no. how many politicians you know who just act None. like normal people the normal people that they are when they go home every day yeah so yeah. i think it's i think it's like ridiculous that people can't be people like we don't even we don't expect our politicians to follow the same rules that everyone else follows yeah, that's sure. true. It's yeah, like, why not? Too. Why can't they be people too? Yeah, mm -hmm. that's a good point. Because everything's offensive. It's offensive to have an opinion. Oh, yeah. Eh, Sean. Do you want to get me started? Yeah, why is that? See, now I want to get you started because you said that. So last year I had an incident. Yeah, we don't have mm -hmm. to go into specifics. I don't want you to get your head bit off. It's, it's just... It's Whatever you're comfortable with, man. Yeah, fuck it. It's a safe space. Last year we had an incident, right? Keep in mind. Hold on, hold on. I'm just saying. I'm not I don't see any names. Don't drop any names, but just keep in mind this is beginning published. Okay, I don't really care. Okay, fuck it then. Go for it. Ah, fuck. I'll say my address if you want to come hunt me down. No, please don't say <laughs> Don't say that. I don't want people to show up. <laughs> no, man. We really don't need our address out there. I, I'm just kidding. Yeah. If some liberal wants to come hunt me down, bitch, I'm ready. I got, <laughs> I got the guns. Okay, go <laughs> on. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. What was this incident? All right, so last year. My friend Isaac, right? So, oh fuck! No one knows who Isaac is. <laughs> All right, you know what, Isaac? That could be his name. That could not be his name. We'll just call him Isaac. There was this guy. <laughs> Dude, Isaac's gonna fucking chop your head off now. He's gonna fucking See, come I, after you. He's gonna. You fucking name dropping. I don't, I'm fucking like, Isaac won't care. All right, but um, we're not not dream, but don't drop anybody else. I'm not. Yeah, I can. You fucking drop two names. In this so he is very, very. He's he's conservative. Mm -hmm. Christian, anti-gay, like, he is anti-transgender, mm -hmm. and that's just his opinion, right? Yeah. 
And but he's not blatantly going around saying fuck you, and he doesn't treat people. He's not like harassing right. people. Mm-mm, not at all. Yeah. So I, it's you. Th- that's the other funny thing. People like to act like pers- as if because I hold an opinion that I'm that right. I'm somehow like you're like oh I'm, so that's dumb. that's it's bothering me. It's offensive. And so you, act, they act. People tend to act like they're being attacked. Just because someone holds a different opinion. Right. Yeah. So tell the story, actually. Yeah. And those, so then Isaac was friends with somebody who identified as being transgender. Mm-hmm. And one day it got out that he doesn't believe in transgenders. And then they, I don't want to drop any pronouns. Yeah, whatever. Uh, DMs him on Instagram saying, is something you want to tell me? And he's like, well... Here's my beliefs. Yeah, you asked. Yeah, and he said, I do not believe in transgenders at all. This, this, this. And like he was like, it, I, it's like, I don't agree with it. She said, okay, I can't be friends with you anymore. He was like, okay, that's fine. Next day, her friends come to us screaming at us. Everybody just freaks out. Demanding that we apologize for having a different opinion. Yeah, that's just crazy. The thing is, I... I'm sorry, go ahead and finish the story and then I'm going to say something. And, like, I had to be there, and, like, my opinion was instead, but I tried to be a voice of reason. It's like, what are you guys talking about? Like, we just have a different opinion than you, and you want to, like, crucify us. Dude, okay, so my whole view on it is this, man. It... One... Okay, don't get me wrong. I, I don't really give a shit. If you want me to call you a fucking name, a different name, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't like whatever. I'll 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 respect you. I'll accept you for being you. I don't care, whatever. But just because somebody's got a different opinion, and thinks that if you're born with the vagina you're a girl, or if you're born with the penis you're a dude, wh- why is that? I get the idea that it, oh it's it's you're not accepting and respecting who I am, but it's like no, they just have a different fucking opinion. Why exactly. are you fucking tripping? It doesn't matter. The whole idea of like especially with the transgender, that is a very progressive idea that I'm willing to bet you most of the world thinks is like, what the fuck are you saying? Mm-hmm. And like my friend Johnny, right? They're filling out their voter thing. It's another. Oh, name. fuck. <laughs> Oops. It's right. just fucking dropped. Oops. Either way, I'm not saying his last name. On his voter, on his voter, on his voter pallet, he put Republican... The girl next to him started saying, wow, are you, like, are you going to tell me what I have to do with my body? This, this, this. And she started, like, she's, like, going at him. And they started getting ganged up. He said, and he was, like, guys, you realize I just bought a box? You guys are making all these judges. Dude, and me. it's crazy. It's it's funny because you see it. We talked a little bit about it yesterday. But you see it, like, dude, the left assumes that if you're a Republican or you're a conservative, that you are now racist, sexist, homophobic, bigoted, and whatever fucking phobias that there are. And it's like, no, you just happen to have a different opinion and think that if you're born with a penis, you're a dude. If you're born with a girl, or if you're born with a vagina, you're a girl. And it's like, I have your own opinion on something, whatever. My whole thing on it is, fuck it. If you want me to call you she, he, call you a different fucking name, I actually don't care. Like, whatever. I'll respect that. I, whatever. Just don't get in my face and don't expect society to bend to you. Because that's not how life works. Right, don't expect everyone to bend to your rules, right? Because they are they have their own set of rules, and it's different than your rules. Right, and it's yeah. a goddamn opinion. You don't yeah. have to agree with something for it, to, for it to be valid. Yeah. That's just facts. Yeah. I mean... I'm getting offended by your facts. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, we, we talked about that too, how 
how it's been it's become a problem for science because people don't want the truth they want what fits their narrative so like what examples with that like black lives matter what okay that's not necessarily goes into science but like let's talk about the stefan clark case real quick how we were talking about well, hold on, hold on. I feel like we just went, like, can way... We, can, honestly, I'm... Fu- we can talk about that if you okay. want to talk about well, that. Well, no, I know we, this is kind of... I know this is kind of, like, a tangent. That's not what I was talking about. No, I mean, I for example, but like, just the you can't do feelings. science... You can't research trans cases of, of transgender people because what if you... Like, for example, what? Nothing. I'll explain in a second. You can't, like, you can't research this. You can't look at cases of people who are transgender... And you can't look at, for example, uh, you couldn't do a study looking at uh, young children, maybe like below the age of 12, right? who say that they feel like they're a different gender, right? right? And maybe it's a boy and he's a little kid and he says like he's a girl. Mm. You can't do a study that looks at that kid and then tracks his, uh, you know tracks his life essentially mm. to see like how that affects him later in life like will he end up being gay mm. will he continue to stay transgender you know you can't do that study because what if you do a large study like that right and it turns out that all these kids who identify as transgender when they're children just end up being gay well then that would suggest that they're not trans so that that goes against well, the if, narrative. If like, if right? that's what it is. If that's like, but you can't look into that. You no, because no, I don't think you get offended about it. Right. Actually, I could be wrong. Like that might have been something that someone has looked into, but we yeah. just haven't heard about yeah. it. So know? going back to what Sean said with the stuff on Clark thing. First off, I I made a really weird face because I actually really because the thing is that's a touchy subject. Yeah. Especially because we live in Sacramento. Well, that's what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about touchy subjects. I know, but it's just, I'm just saying it. I guess. You're right. No, but you, you are kind of right in the facts that people were leaving out the facts because it was, didn't fit the narrative because the, 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 even what CNN was putting out and what right. all these different, what they were saying was this, they were saying it's the same story of unarmed black man gets shot by police. Right. That's what they're that, focusing on. Not, no, no, that did happen. That is true. Right, yeah. Now what was but, left but out... But you're leaving out that unarmed black man commits suicide by police. That's not... That, that's a theory? That's a theory. Well, that's a not, very likely theory. That's what it looks like, right? Yeah. Right. Now, aside from that, though, there's also... Okay, so the district attorney... Uh, what's her name? Anne-Marie Schubert. Dude, she's getting death threats and shit. Mm-hmm. For doing her job. For doing and, her job. it's pissing... Is it, here's the thing, right? If you don't like I'm the law, a, vote. Yeah, I'm 100%. Well, well hold on. Go ahead and, and talk a little bit more about what her job is and what it is so, that people don't so, like. Okay, so she is the district attorney? Yeah, yes. she's the district yeah. attorney um, for the SAC area. And her job is to say, or is to figure out, is what the, did the cops break a law? Mm-hmm. Was it illegal for them to have killed him, or was it within the bounds of the law? I watched the entire, uh, when they, uh, the press briefing, I watched the entire thing and everything in there, she made it very clear. She said, whether or not you agree with the outcome, it was within the bounds of the law. You don't have to like what the outcome was, but I, this is my thing. If you don't like the outcome of enforcing the law, vote to have that law changed. People act like it's this impossible thing to do. It is not. 
Right. You have to go, you get a petition, and I believe you have to go get 5%, I think it's 5%. Or send a gang of people to the lobbyists. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's, you do lobbying, you can do, because there's lobbying firms, and you right, do that. Right, yeah, go to a lobbying firm, or, and... Yes, because you you need someone to lobby for you need someone to lobby for you, right? And right? so you you would do lobbying, but with the actually like I'm talking about getting it onto a ballot. Yeah. I think I believe it's five percent. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. You get five percent of five percent of the number of the people that voted in the previous election, mm-hmm. right? So we just had the midterms last year. So let's say I wanted to go get something put on the ballot. Mm-hmm. I have to go get I have to get a petition that says specifically what I want, and I have to get five percent of the signatures like in total like in numbers you have to be a registered voter and all that stuff right and then you can get it and there's a potential that'll be on the ballot obviously it has to be reviewed by the judiciary committee and all that stuff right and then if it's okay yeah it's legal okay then you can put it up because i mean there was one time i think it was like you can shoot somebody in the head because it made it on the ballot yeah uh, i don't think it made it on the ballot but it made it all the way to the judiciary committee and they were like what the hell how did this get all the way here they caught it right yeah and let's say I, it, it, I don't remember specifics, but you were pretty much, it was like, yeah, I should be allowed to go shoot somebody in the face. Like, like literally just walking down the street. For just some ridiculous reason. Because you don't like, yeah, because you didn't like, I, I, it was like literally some stupid reason. Right. And I it, couldn't tell you exactly what it was. And it but didn't it was, even get caught till it got all the way up to the highest level. Right. I mean, that shit yeah. was crazy, dude. Yeah. But I mean, that just shows, if, if somebody can get that shit all the way up there, you can get a bill in support of cop reform uh, how a cop should have to handle a situation things like that mm-hmm. whether or not you agree with it or not that's not what i'm saying right what i'm saying is this it's possible to get it on there yeah right the reason i brought up stefan clark is because i really do believe that the shooting or like the reason he died was not because of race at all yeah i believe none of it had to, none of it had to do with race i believe no. it all had to do with actions leading up to it For and sure. like when we were talking about how people like to push their own agendas and forget mm-hmm. facts okay yeah yeah definitely right okay People are going to focus on the part on our black guy getting shot. Right. But it Which is true. Yeah, that was true. But it wasn't about race at all. Right. right. It was about several leading stuff up to it, right? Like what? So there was all these different... So, okay. So before they had gotten a call that he was like breaking into cars or something. Even some before shit. that. Mm-hmm. Even before but even that, before he that, beat his fiance. He had beat his fiance, right. and then I don't know if she actually called the cop shot, and I'm not going to say that she did. Um, well, I know that she threatened tense. to. But it was known that he was wife beater. Yeah. Okay. It, it was at least known to her. And it was interesting because after the press briefing from the district attorney, there was a press briefing from um, his family. Mm-hmm. And she was there. And she was like... She was... Which, don't get me wrong, obviously you might say something in the heat of a moment, but she was, in the, at least in the texts that were released... She was threatening to take him to court, and she was like, you're fucking done, this, this, and that. Mm-hmm. And then she was saying a bunch of stuff, and he had threatened to be like, oh, I'm going to kill myself, mm-hmm. and I'm not, I don't, I'm not going to say she did or didn't, because I don't know the fact right now, but if I'm right, she did say, oh, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Or, right, I, I, again, I could be wrong on that, right. please fact check me if but I am, she did. But, but she did, that's what I'm pretty sure. Okay, she did right, and then if that was the case, then that would suggest that she did that. Well, that he might have been looking to get himself killed. I, I mean, that shit was crazy. There's a lot to that or, story. Or, I if, won't... or if nothing else, he would have been in an altered state of mind. He would have been well. That's the thing. During the toxicology thing, they, there was. So I think the I don't. 
it might have been Xanax. I don't know. He sent her a picture and it was like ten pills. It was yeah. in Xanax. It was it was Xanax? Yeah, and he had like alcohol. It was it was crazy. Right. And when they found when they did the toxicology re- yeah. uh, report, they found marijuana, Xanax, cocaine, and some other shit in the system. So it's an extremely altered state of consciousness. Clearly not thinking. Yeah, he probably didn't even know what was happening to be honest. Right. I mean, actually, which is the co- police helicopter shined a light on him. And then he kept running, so I'm pretty sure he knew. He was no, he probably knew it was happening, but he was like so. But like, obviously not thinking clearly. No, because yeah, yeah, still sure, out of your mind. Sure. And don't get me wrong, I, he didn't deserve to die. I mean, that's, you don't. I'm not, saying that the cops should be. I mean, they did. I won't say they did their job, but they were within the bounds of the law, and that's just that's that's the fact. They were within the bounds of the law. Right. But I don't think he deserved to fucking die. You know what I mean? It's yeah. still. Don't get me wrong. Maybe you should have been. Put, if you're gonna go around breaking cars, but, and if but they maybe found you out, can understand why it happened. That's what I'm saying. You right. can understand why it happened, but then you can say, okay, and it wasn't how do as, we? And it wasn't as simple as unarmed, unarmed black no, there's man so much shot more to by it. police. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. That happens. That happens. It's happened. Black on black crime happens more. Yeah, but it's funny. People no don't care cares. about black on black crime, but it happens a lot. It probably be more uh, effective to focus on that. It probably. For reducing violence. Right, well, if you look at the, actually, a lot of those communities and the violence within those communities, it's like, oh, shit. If we could reduce violence within communities, then those communities would do much better rather than focusing on uh, the the quarrels between communities, different communities. Right, which, don't get me wrong, that's something you still need to shine a light on, but I think a light... There's not even a light being shined on black-on-black crime. Right. Right? Put something there. Shine a flashlight on it, at least. Come on, now. Well, I think, uh, also... <laughs> Unfortunately, this is how it is. I mean, money talks oh, yeah. in this country. Uh, the, if you have money uh, to advocate for an issue, people are going to hear about it. And the poor and the impoverished, they don't have money. No, so don't. no one hears about their issues. Yeah, and it's sad. And there's, yeah. they've, been, they've tried to make lobbying firms for it and stuff. With what fucking money are they going to have to do it, you know? Yeah. And it happens all the time. I mean, you can want to represent these different people, but it's hard to do that. Right, because at the end of the day, it's, you need it's reality. You do need money. Yeah. Right. And so it ends up being this thing of, you know, you have to, you have to convince people that they, that these are things that they should care about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, Dr. Peter Hotez, I was listening to him. He wrote a couple books recently, one of them focusing on, uh, like he's a biologist, right? So he, he's focusing on these, uh, diseases that like no one's heard of mm-hmm. right because they affect uh poor and impoverished people who don't have a voice and in our own country there is a parasite that's thought to affect about 10 percent of uh people in poor and impoverished communities and it's curable mm-hmm. but most people don't even know they have it because they don't even know it exists that's crazy yeah and so this and and it it's part of the reason that it thrives in these communities has to do with the fact of, uh, you know, stray dogs and lack of sanitation, etc. Right. Of yeah. running rampant. And this is something that could be easily fixed, but there's no one trying to fix it. No, because unfortunately people don't care about the poor. Yeah. I mean, you, they don't, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it just walked down a, okay. I mean, cause we live in Sacramento and there's a pretty decent, decent is probably not the right word. There's a pretty prevalent um, homeless issue here in Sacramento, it's, right? I mean, it's probably not as bad as if you go to like San Francisco or some shit, but it's, there's definitely an issue here. And San Francisco is an interesting case in itself. Oh, yeah, because they <laughs> have so much money, and yet they have one of the... 
Okay, yeah. that's another story. But anyways, that's another story. We can talk about that. Yeah. Um, Later. In Sacramento, I mean, I know it's just when I'm, I always try to help somebody out. It's like I'll give you five, ten bucks that can get you. A I ran into a homeless guy one time, and he asked me if I had any food. I was walking out of a pizza place. I had a whole pizza left over. I gave him the pizza. Yeah. And by the time I walked to my car, this was like maybe a minute. It was maybe done. two minutes. Like... I turned around, and this homeless guy that I gave a whole pizza to was throwing away the box. He'd eaten the whole pizza in the time it took me to walk that, to my Mom car. and dad gave some homeless guy a pizza. Remember that? Mm-hmm. We were younger. I think we were in San Francisco. Uh, our parents gave... Uh, we were just walking, and we had eaten pizza, and we left. And there was a guy, and he was homeless just on the sidewalk. And my parents, um, they offered him the pizza. And they are like, yeah, just take it. And, and he got Ten minutes later, yeah, ten minutes yeah. later... We were back, and he well, was gone, but there was an empty pizza box there. Right. Well, what that does is it illustrates the reality of the issue, you know? Yeah. You just have these hungry people walking around who are just gobbling up pizzas. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. how hungry do you have to be to just gobble down a whole a whole pizza like that? You know? Yeah, dude. Crazy, man. Yep. <clears throat> what do you want to talk about? Anything else you want to talk about, Yeah, I'm done. You're done? Yeah. Yeah. I think mom's back, so. Hour right. and 30 minutes. That's not bad. That's yeah. Hour and 30, 30 minutes. Okay, I'm like, wait, that's only 30 minutes? Yeah, I'm like, no, nah, yeah. you're stuck in here if it's only 30 minutes. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, just, uh, just 30 minutes, man. That's all it's been. Like, come on, what are you doing? What, what are you doing? doing? Come on, dude. What are you doing, man? I told you you were stuck with us for a little bit, and I was playing. All right. Um, well, thank you for doing this with us. Yeah. Right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I think we're going to call it. Yeah. All right. Call cool. It. Thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate the fuck out of you. Really, every single one of you. If you have any questions, guest requests, or feedback, you can find me on Instagram at Real Amir Allen. And you can find me at Joshua J. Columbus. You can also find me on YouTube under Josh Columbus. We look forward to having you again.